Good evening, everyone. I'm very excited to have our guest for tonight, um, Miss Geraldine Bong, and um, the topic that we are going to discuss is about her design thesis, which she did in the last year since 2019 for a year-long project on the Assumption Catholic Church and Columbarium project at Jaya Old Town. Welcome, Geraldine. Hi, Dr. Nezati. Hi. Yes. Are you doing <laughs> good? I'm good. I'm glad that we can have this talk after after the studies, after master's uh, for me is over. <laughs> yeah, it's still fresh in your mind now, isn't it? Yeah, it's still. Yeah, very, very, very much fresh. Um, <laughs> and that's when, that's the best time for us to interview right after. Um, yeah. Would you like to start with um, why did you decide on doing the Assumption Catholic Church and Columbarian project? Is it because of personal reasons or is there specific reasons that you 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 wanted to do it? Oh, um, actually, when when I entered Unit School, um, I did not expect to do a Catholic Church for my thesis. Actually, what I had in mind was to do an elderly project. So. During when the project came and we were we were asked to do and to do sciences on PJO, I I was thinking of uh, another project actually. And then when as a class with Dr. Nazari, with Kevin and with Lisa, when we went around the site, that's when it was actually I didn't know what else to do because my first proposal was was kind of like rejected. And then uh, eventually. Almost at the last part of the site uh, tour, that's when I got the inspiration to do the Catholic Church. And it was at, actually at the sports center where, where I was reminded of um, my visit to Asunta Hospital for someone. And, and as a car, I was in a car and then it drove by and actually saw a glimpse of this uh, Assumption Catholic Church just right beside the Asunta Hospital. And my impression of the church at that time was. It's unlike any other church in like Malaysia where it's very distinctive at a certain place. You can just see just the church there. But for this church, it's actually quite hidden in a way, or I would say like inconspicuous. So the impression that, that I have of the church is that it has a, its own characteristics that is um is not that um showy, not that um distinctive. So it made me um kind of like curious of what is the church all about? And, and through the site uh, walkthrough, that's when I know that it's a Catholic church, actually. And, and that's where I started to want to do the church. So, and as a Protestant Christian and not a Catholic, it was quite an interesting challenge for me to actually um, get to know what Catholicism is all about. Even though you can say, you may say that both are Christians, but then I may not know what Catholic is all about. So, for my reason, it's like uh, a non-Catholic doing a Catholic church also. Yeah. Okay. How? What do you think about me as a non-Christian commenting <laughs> on the church design? That would be an interesting angle. When when yeah. I critique, is it does it make sense? Or am I was I helping you? You, yeah, Doctor Nazi, you were very helpful and very open. I would say. <laughs> Actually, I'm very 
I was actually at first very um kind of like doubtful whether I can I should do a church. But then as you as you talk to me through the desk quiz and so on, it really helped me to widen my perspective as well. And you mentioned that you talk about history in Western architecture. So yeah, there are many things that I don't know about church architecture as well. And you really helped me a lot also. <laughs> and and it's like um I mean it's like non non Catholics doing this project as well and advising each other and yeah it, it was yeah, really helpful. I mean, mm. I, mean I, uh, I when I was in the UK I had to visit quite a number of churches because I was doing uh, yeah. disability discrimination yeah so I had to go and mm. see whether what's happening and and also that uh, as uh, someone who study history um, definitely you in the UK there's so many examples of it so so I could I was able to, to visit a lot of them. Um, but let's go back to your thesis. What was your thesis about? Yeah, we know it's a Catholic church and Columbarian, but can you give us more information what your thesis was about? Um, okay, so the, um, I agree with you, Dr. on when you put the word enigmatic, <laughs> enigmatic design for my thesis, because um, to me, the church design is very animated. It's like I don't know why, how to really define the church architecture in the Malaysian context because a church uh, architecture is very differently defined in different countries. That even in China, there's no church building. It's all it's all in like the basement underground. But for in Malaysian context or in this case TJ Old Town, um, I wanted to redefine. The thesis is about redefining the church architecture in people's perception as well. So I was trying to, um, I was thinking of how do I define church architecture in a context where it's beside a hospital and beside a non-Christian or Catholic community around. And as a religious a community of different religions around. And because it's a church, it's a very, it's the first uh, Catholic church to be built in PJ Old Town or in PJ itself. And, and it's one of the biggest church, biggest Catholic church actually in terms of numbers in the whole PJ. So, um, what is it about? What is your concept? What is your design development? You know, what, what, so, what, how does it do for the Catholic uh, congregation, the church? So it's, um, it's about how do I, um, how do I gather everyone in a space where they could experience uh, experience worship in a different way instead of just uh, the ritual of the capitalism? So in a way, the as the, through the process of the design, um, through designing and defining the concept, it was to have the church to be defined as a forest. Because the first question uh, I asked myself is. How pray do I experience God the most? How do pray which place? And my in my experience, it was in nature, it was forest. And so from there, it described back to the Catholic uh, story about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden with God. And so I wanted to tie that um, story of Catholicism back to the church. And it's not just I didn't want to just de uh, design the church with just brick wall and fully enclosed, but also as the um, has its functional um, meaning to it, which is to accommodate to the capacity. Because the 
the current church could not accommodate everyone in the building and the people had to actually sit on the chair outside of the church and they could not experience that um, worship in the space. So I wanted the church to be able to, to accommodate everyone to be in the church and, as well. And when I interviewed the priest, he also asked for a collaboration because of the church being um, one third of the the members are aging. So they wanted the Columbarian to be in the church as well. And and it, it brought a deeper meaning to the church, this design, because having the church, the, the base and also the Columbarian, it redefines the, the meaning to a church that life and death is in the same space. So in a way, um, the meaning of the Columbarium and the church itself there, I wanted to bring it uh, deeper to the people, the Catholics especially, that to embrace um, death as well instead of just uh, life. And that's where the church is. Okay, when, you think, uh, when we think about your church, there is some sense of volume and space and the detailing. And is it? an example of a good tropical architecture you think i mean you're having the forest there were you intending to create like a tropical um, agenda you know bringing in you know tropical uh, yeah. it gives a statement that is tropical architecture do you think so yes actually the church design is um, very uh, naturally ventilated throughout it's not really very enclosed with just brick wall it's very seamless and Actually, the concept was to make it really like a forest, but not having any uh, trees inside of the inside the building. It's just outside and surrounding it. So in a way, I designed the columns, and the columns are actually within the space of the worship. In a way, it looks is defined as like a forest of columns, so that it reminds people that they are in a forest with God. And the material used are actually um. Uh, stainless steel. Stainless steel is quite a challenge to actually define in tropical architecture, but still can be used to show the age of the building as well and also um, make the building la uh, longer lasting. So in terms of the tropical architecture, the church is like a forest. So, so it reminds people that it's a context of PJ uh, Town, context of Malaysia architecture that is very well ventilated, well lit, and the space is all um, is not, not mechanically ventilated at all. That's how yes. I designed the church. Yeah, no air conditioning at all? No air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> very well ventilated. <laughs> because okay. the problem with churches around um, the current church as well, they wanted to enclose the whole building and to put uh, air cons and all around. So it doesn't give that um, experience of like being open in a way. I think the the sense of smell and you know mm. that's also contextual and yes. not having it um, cross ventilated. Now Kevin reminded us to use the word cross ventilated. Yes, cross ventilated. <laughs> so um, you can actually um, smell the dead leaves and and you know um, yeah, and the freshness cheating. of the yeah. new leaves. And I think that there are more um, symbolism there that, that you have tried to, to explore. Um, yeah. Going back from the concept to um, 
trying to get the concept right during the whole of the one-year journey, maybe you could answer specifically when you had a breakthrough, the most important breakthrough during the whole design process, and what was what happened that made you have a breakthrough? Was it what something someone said in for, from the tutors or the external critics or something that you you went through yourself internally? So there must be some breakthrough and you know challenges, difficulties that you went through and, and when did it happen? Mm, for me, um, I, I was struggling as well at first, like how do I redefine the arrangement or what are the, how to resolve the issues and so on and and thanks to Kevin actually he he's he didn't give me any answers but he stirred my mind like like the first question was was that like I mentioned just now like where do I experience God the most so he asked it me the personal a very personal question and from there he asked more um, other questions that actually stirred me and from there, I could actually start designing the church, and that's where I actually learned. And also, I'm thankful that, um, like Dalton has said, you spur my mind on like, like how do I feel in the space? How should I? How do people worship? And remember the question that you mentioned that um, what? How is it different from a person worshiping at home or worshiping at the space itself? And so it made me think. And these questions actually helped me um help me rethink the church uh, church architecture architecture typology actually. And so from there, from there I was able to to redefine for my this thesis project. For your uh, semester one, you, you didn't really get the concept yet, did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I well, did take some time before <laughs> you actually got the, the concept mm. that you, you really liked, yeah? Uh, you really yeah. happy about. Okay, um, not easy, isn't it, to do a church project? Yeah, because I was researching a lot and, and there was actually many ways to interpret church architecture, but then during, only during the second semester where I really could focus and, and understand what the externals are trying to hint me about what to do, that's where I actually could um, do the project and that's, that's how I define it now. Yeah. Because you had a lot of um, um, lot of design debate, <laughs> debate. Uh, yeah. even among yeah. the general critique. Uh, some people were not happy what you're doing, and they wanted yeah. you to do a certain thing. And what do you think about all that? Do you, is it helping you, or do you have to go and put your blinkers on and only selectively hear some people, or and <laughs> only some things only you you try to um, listen? How do you what 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 do you do? It it kind of like um made me question in a way like help me define help me think about what um what they are thinking about because they their perception each person's perception of the church is very different. That's what I got from uh, what they they are saying, and and I was trying to to listen to everyone in a way, but then defining it in my own. And then I realized that um, that I wanted to convey the idea to them that the church is actually not just about the aesthetic of the building, but it's more of the space, the functionality of the church, and it's about the capacity actually. And that's what because 
some Catholic church in Malaysia, it can be in a factory, it can be even in Singapore, it's in a shopping mall. So how do I define that um, the architecture of this church in the context of PJ Otam beside the hospital and next to the, the housing area? So I couldn't actually think of the common ground of making everyone agree, but I think it's a good way of stirring people's opinion about church architecture because there's no definite answer to how the church should look like to me. And the, my, this church design, there's no cross. And in Malaysian context, sometimes the cross symbol can be quite controversial in a way as well. So I try to not put too, too obvious elements at the aesthetic, but make people be curious about what the church, what yeah. building actually is it. Yeah. I, I've been hearing you in the beginning, you said that the Assumption Church was not easily identifiable but, or yeah. it was hidden. But you yeah. to maintain, though you had a bigger volume, a bigger capacity, but but it sort of, um, if people were there, if people were to uh, see your church, you know that when I was towards the end of the, the second semester, I was driving there and I was thinking, I imagine the <laughs> church there, you know? Okay, the church. But, <laughs> but the... Um, I was thinking that people, if they remember, they want to remember the the the, the, the design of the old church to recognize it. But it's, mm. it takes some time for people to embrace change. And you know, yeah. your your church all about the volume, all about the the um, the, uh, the feeling of uh, being close to nature and, and so on. So something that Catholics can actually um, embrace, I think, because the in history they have been quite innovative looking church that they had to go through. Many churches, uh, when I went to Liverpool, the church was a, the thorn of Christ. You know, the design is like in a circular motion and they loved the church after they, mm. in the beginning they were questioning it, but later they loved it. And um, <laughs> going to the next question, um, where, yeah, it relates back to the design process where you got it in the second semester. So when you mentioned just now, um, we would like to ask you who assisted you in getting to your concept. Then maybe Kevin was the, one of the first ones who, who start you the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was the first, he was the most influential in assisting you in that sense. Yeah. Yes. But he uh, was. He yeah. was. Um, yeah. I. He. He served me in a way that I would never imagine also that church can be interpreted that way, like having the forest beside the sanctuary and how that forest could enhance the experience. Yeah. Okay, that is that is um that's the importance of the uh, um the the studio masters in, in in being um giving you like a mirror or a feedback that to your questions or your inquiries or your your exploration. So if you were to rate from 0% to 100%, how independent were you in designing your thesis? 0 to 100. Um, I would say I, I, my, I would put 100% for my effort, but then, <laughs> but then definitely, definitely I couldn't do it. I would say just, uh, let's say, 70% and very much um, the input by all my tutors, including you as well, who really helped me. What else? 
or else I wouldn't have been able to have the yeah, design like that. Okay, that's, that's yeah. similar to one for <laughs> other people. Um, because in a way, yeah. um, of course, we, we don't tell the answers, but sometimes we don't know the answers ourselves. But <laughs> we, mm. we, um, we try to be, a, a, in a way, uh, a sounding board for the students. Um, but yeah. much of it is when we come to a, a design thesis, it's some sort of a collaborative effort, yeah? Yes. It's some sort of a collaborative effort. It's never like um, dictating or instructional. So hmm. it's just a good thing that you were very independent uh, when you're designing your, th your thesis. Yeah. Hmm. If you were to talk again about your thesis, is there anything that you would like to... Um, you like to highlight that you may have missed just now that anything to do with your design thesis journey, any interesting episodes mm -hmm. that you like to recall happen, anything funny or anything sad? <laughs> because it'd be interesting for us to know about not easy to de to, to design a church, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I think I remember that time when when MCO started. And then that's when um, students we we struggled to like like try to focus and try to get the design going. And I I was still on like hand drawing my plans and so on. And and I remember that time uh, Kevin was really he was really pushing me. He was he was scolding me really really a lot like on my technicalities on my drawings and so on. And that really that really made me push myself a lot more. You mean mm -hmm. the convention part, when everybody got scolded for drawing conventions? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking, I think that was, these students yeah. cannot draw drawing conventions. You know, you know. <laughs> okay. So, it was, so I think it was really pushing us. Yeah. Online teaching is not easy because um, mm. it is new to lecturers as well. And we thought the first time we talk about it, that the student got it. But then they keep yeah. on making those mistakes several <laughs> times after that. And we got frustrated, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you can see our frustration. Um, mm. uh, it's really a interesting. Uh, yeah. From there, I, well, I, I really, it pushed me even more because being at home as well, it, it's really 100% focused just doing design. Every day I would wake up and like just think, okay, what should I do and how to get it done? And because like unlike physical class, we tend, I can tend to be distracted, like going out, eating with friends, or there's any other things to do. But then doing them still was, yeah, really focused, and it really helped me to, to really uh, finish it. Were you at home or were you in Kuala Lumpur? Uh, I was at uh, Kajang, yeah. Oh, Kajang, at okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, you were. <laughs> um, and okay, uh, just talking about MCO and and how we concentrate, we have more, there's pros and cons, obviously, for a person, yes. for someone like me, I, I don't really enjoy going out, you know, yeah. and now I have a reason to work at home more, um, yeah. and, you know, um, one of the things that maybe students, uh, we're talking about students now, um, they yeah. would, they would miss having peer learning, you know, when you go to studio, Raymond is there, Francis is there, you know, your friend is there, and you could just chit chat about design pieces yes. on the spot. Do you do you think that that was the most missed thing? And what are the disadvantages of online teaching and learning? 
it was it definitely during the the process during halfway through MCO, it was really a dreadful feeling because it feels like very confined and just at home and then we have not know what what others are doing and don't know what uh, Raymond or Joey was doing at that time as well. And we can only just talk or zoom no more. So it was really yeah, I miss the experience of like um being in the classroom and talking to each other about design, what what difficulty we are facing and so on. So a bit of um mix of both would be quite nice. Like the physical physical classroom and also online classroom. Yeah, there is yeah. some advantages of online, especially when the critique mm. on annotation, right? Where yes. And <laughs> Every detail can be seen. <laughs> the detailing right to the end. You guys had extra um, tutorial, um, mm. uh, and because you don't need to print your drawings uh, and all yeah. the hassle, um, mm. you you compared to Kampong Princi last year. Um, yeah. the, your the details was being created right until the last week. Yes. <laughs> last week. And I had to stop Kevin from doing it, right? <laughs> even though he yeah, yeah. was able to finish it, <laughs> stuff like that. So um, yeah. even unit two, unit one had animation, you know? That's yeah. The, all those other things. We had to bank on. on we didn't have models as well. Yeah, we had to have <laughs> to bank in on our details as yeah. something that would pushes through yeah so yeah. um towards the end of our session now and um if you have anything to say regarding your thesis or um, um or how you would like to advise students of architecture in general or specifically doing design thesis what would you say mm. for me um during my my process of doing my design thesis i from beginning, I have no impression or idea fully of how my project would look like. And I think that is uh, what the lecturers also emphasize that is good in a way because so that I will not be too confined, too set minded on what I want, how the building will look like. But as the process goes, actually, like how I did my, my project, the design was interpreted in different ways. And finally, it, it got to the point that it is truly what my concept is about. And I would like to advise um, for the students who are currently doing their pre-thesis that um, not to be too stressed about what they want to do. I mean, in a way that too stressed, like whether they can design well, but to actually enjoy the process of uh, discovering who they are as a designer and how it how this design thesis process can help them to be a better designer and to really listen to any input and just uh, digesting it and also to actually discover what um, your strengths are in design. It may not be detailed, but it may be something other skills as well. So I hope that um, the students or future students who, are, who wants to do design thesis during their master's are able to, to learn that designing is a really um, endless process you cannot answer all the questions that you want to do cannot solve you may not be able to solve all your problems but solving the main problem that is dear to your heart and i hope that um, they really enjoy the process and i remember this quote that i've uh, carried until now is is in the drawing that the idea comes and so the first line that that you draw that the students draw 
that is the starting point of the design. So from there, it may be hard to even start, even to begin. But after that, it'll be a good, um, it'll be a smooth one and be able to get the ideas come rolling. And that's when the design thesis is about. Thank you. I mean, um, when you said about um, it is about the designer, not the design, because yes. it's similar to in PhD or any uh, endeavor, you know, creative endeavor, um, and, and you'll, be, you'll be an expert after it. You're the expert of your work yes. at the end of the day. And, and whatever assessment it should, should be about you as a designer, not, and if we would talk about the work, um, the work is just that you can do until until the submission, 30th June, and that's it, right? Yeah. But it is about you, actually, at the end. And if it's about you, then we can't really focus on the product at the end. It's about your journey, your process that you went through, right? And how, and how you recognize your strengths and weaknesses, like you said. I think it's the same when I was in doing my design thesis. That's, that's basically the same... Um, understanding of, of, of uh, what the design thesis that that project which is like your baby isn't it something that you you endear to the whole year do you hear me hello Geraldine hello Geraldine Hello, Geraldine. Hello. Hi, ah, yes. We went, we went for a minute. Okay. For a minute, we, we lost each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, this is towards the end of it any, anyway. And, um, you know, if, if, if uh, the listeners don't hear us for a minute, they would, they would <laughs> just towards the end. So they will hear until the end. So this is the end of the <laughs> session. And um, we were talking about the designer. Did you hear what I had? I said about the designer, the expert. Yes, I heard. Yeah. So yeah. that's a very good point that you made towards the end. And um, 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 it's the best point that I heard so far from from the advice given. And and, and I think you should write. Uh, we should use your 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 quotation quote on that in our book. It's <laughs> all for the book, right? The content <laughs> is for the book. And if yes. you're people listening, that's great. Um, so, good um, luck in your next exploration, Geraldine. May it be in... Yes, in thank you. Good luck in your next exploration. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dr. Nagati. I think it's a very good session. Because um, not always we can, as students, we can talk about what we have faced or what, uh, what we are, the process of the design. It's more of just presenting the design. So it's yeah. a good, um, yeah, it's a good talk with you today. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Geraldine. Um, all the best to you. Take care. Thank you, Dr. Thank Bye. Thank you. Bye.